0: Broadcasting live from the Celtic Harp Studios. Allow me to introduce myself. My name is The Sportszilla Show on 1310 AM Utica, 1350 AM Rome, ESPN Utica Rome now on 96.5 FM.
1: Thank you so much for coming to Utica. You guys are Hansons.
0: Who are you? Well, I'm from Utica, and I've never heard anyone use the phrase SportsZilla Show. It's a Utica expression. Rain, man, good to go. Hey, Coach, how are you? I'm good, Rain. I'm good.
2: Thanks for doing this today. No problem. i have an English muff. if you got one. What's that?
0: No, go ahead. Wait, I'm ready. Aha! Uh-huh. The SportsZilla Show, brought to you by Warner Sales and Service, starts now. Here's Rain, Scoop, and Matt. And Matt. Welcome to a Friday edition of the SportsZilla
2: Show. We are in the Landmark Building, live in downtown Utica. It's kind of, uh, I think, a festive atmosphere down here because there's a couple of very big hockey games this weekend, and it's not the Utica Comets because they're in Charlotte, which we'll get to in just a second. But Utica College Hockey, looking for a UCHC championship. The first of two tonight against Wilkes. They beat them two in a row. They're the champions, and maybe they get a banner over there in the Adirondack Bank Center. We heard from Gary Heenan just the other day. And, and if they tie it, goes into that weird 20-minute minigame mini game thing that screwed them before in the past. Scoop, the glue guy, the boss, Matt Page in studio. Tiff is here with us. She's got a couple things to interject when we... Figure out who lit it up for the entire week. Brought to you by IBEW, NECA, Local 43. When we wrap things up, but there's a lot between there's now a and lot, then.
3: There's a big list this time. There's a, a lot. Huge be- list.
2: Yeah, there's a lot between now and then. There's a lot on that list. But I want to jump off right there with Utica College Hockey before we talk about a, another big, massive event happening this weekend. And a lot of it's centered around Utica College. But that hockey team, man, making news, Scoop.
1: Yeah, these are big games. I think everybody is really keyed up. I mean, we had the Adirondack Bank building lit up in blue and orange last night. I'm sure it will be again tonight. And the Utica State Office building with the big UC. Everybody is keyed up for this. Of course, there's the announcement about the tournament come Monday. And Utica College will probably be invited to that regardless of what happens this weekend. But you want to win your own conference. And, my gosh, with the opportunity to do it at home, and given what happened with Manhattanville previously, I don't think it'll be easily forgotten, certainly not by Coach Heenan. I think they'll be at their best tonight and tomorrow night, and they'll have to be. 7 p.m. puck drop both nights against Wilkes, which is a good team. I believe they're 15th ranked nationally, while Utica College is hanging in there at number 3. So they've beat him before. Is that good? That's actually good, yes. Okay, cool. You know, I think uh, as Coach Heenan alluded to the other night when he joined us here on the SportsZilla show, was Wilks is looking for revenge Mm -hmm. because of those two games earlier in the season. Well, the Utica College Pioneers are looking for immortality. They're looking for that banner. And a postseason banner, because you might recollect that Uh, Coach Heenan and and Rob Ash discussed, we're not going to hang up any regular season
2: banners in here. You can hang up a postseason banner when you get one. You can hang up a postseason banner, and if that's not motivation, I don't know what is. I really hope that they get it. It's going to be electric in that building. I I mean, it really is. It's going to be on another level. I
3: think the student section is going to go nuts tonight.
2: Yeah, I, I feel that. I really do. I just... I'm excited. I'm excited for the team. I'm excited to have games of this magnitude once again. I thought the team has been screwed in the past. We've dissected that. I mean, we're not well, gonna... You
1: know, a couple of years ago, they won yeah. uh, their tournament with, in that big uh, final game with uh, Elmira. Oh my gosh. It was, I was at that game. It was amazing. But then they didn't get invited to the tournament. We just kind of thought, oh, yeah, sure, they got to invite us. And they didn't. Well, now we kind of know because of the quality of the opposition this year that it's pretty much a, a foregone conclusion that, that there's going to be an invite, whether you win this weekend or not. But you want to win. You want to go in on the best of terms. And, you know, you've got this winning streak going. You want to continue that.
3: Tiffany, the student body, do you know a lot of people that are going to be going to this game?
4: Oh, yeah. Um <clears throat> All the student uh, media is going to be in full force. All There's a bunch of students packing the odd. It's just, it's electric.
2: We got Razor Ray Biggs on the call for this? Yes. I would assume. Right? Yes. <laughs> that was a joke. I was kidding. We, we obviously know that's going to happen. What are we going to learn about the players on these teams that we didn't know before that they probably didn't even know about themselves? You'll find out with Razor, Bay, Razor Ray Biggs. Uh, Adirondack Bank Center, incidentally enough, what a month they're having. I don't know if you saw this. So they've got Utica College Wilkes tonight and again tomorrow. Sunday is Utica City FC in Kansas City. As you know, we had Tommy Tanner, their GM, in yesterday talking soccer and chicken wings. Then Wednesday, it's Comets game. They got Syracuse, then Belleville on Friday. Ooh, first place, uh, the team right behind them in fourth place. Syracuse has turned their season around and made themselves a playoff contender. Plus, Delmonico's Italian Steakhouse Galaxy Cup. That's always fun with the three-way throwdowns. But then you've got a couple more: 14th and the 50th, the Saturday and Sunday with Utica City FC, uh, Dallas, and then Rochester. Then on Friday, March 20th, the Comets in Laval. Then you've got another Utica City FC game, and then Sunday, March uh, Sunday, March 22nd, and Friday, March 27th, two more Comets games with Syracuse and Charlotte. It's a busy month at the ABC. A lot, a of, lot. Of... And you got
3: to feel for those grounds crew trying to transition from ice to pitch again.
2: Yeah, I mean, you're talking about. College playoff hockey, you're talking about a playoff push for the, excuse me, for the comments. Is the sneezing going around here, Tiff? Did we, did we, uh, is it, it's not the coronavirus or anything, is it? Oh, God. <laughs> you got the sneeze, then I got the sneeze in the middle of that and I saved myself. But then you've also got a soccer team that's looking to clinch the playoffs here and they could actually do that this weekend. So this is some exciting athletic endeavors that are undertaking in that building.
1: Well, this is fever pitch this weekend. When you figure UC's won 18 consecutive games, they set a record with 137 goals. That's the school record now. This is really, truly something special. We've had some really good UC hockey teams, but this is really something special. I mean, imagine where we can go from here. Allow yourself to dream about that. Allow yourself to imagine winning a couple of games this weekend and then getting into the national tournament. Oh my god.
2: Yeah, this is the Celtic Harp Studios ESPN Radio Utica Rome Now 96.5 FM. That's where the Sports show is broadcasting from. Phone line 768-1310. We thank attorney Robert Sasson for jumping on to sponsor that for our callers. Uh, for giveaways and when we have guests on the line obviously there's been many over the last week or so and there'll be more in the future speaking of next week we'll have comments tickets to give
3: away for that friday night
2: oh that's a good tease yeah because we're going to be over there participating we're going to bring pregame over there and represent espn utica rome all at the same time that's gonna be a fun night for us i'm looking forward to it for sure but you brought up something special happening how about how about mika Zabinajad of my new york rangers i mean I got a Detroit Red Wings fan across the table from me and Scoop, and even Scoop is watching the game last night, and I get a text from him like, wow, did you, like, Mika, did you see that? I had goals. Oh, I...
1: Just a, a crazy, amazing performance. You watch that game, and, you know, I'm watching it with some Rangers fans, and Ovechkin scores to tie it up uh, and send it into overtime, and I said to him, well, you just got tied up by one of the best players in the world. What do you, by a guy who's got 700 goals, what are you supposed to do? That's going to happen. And then for Mika to come back and get a fifth goal in that game and win it in overtime
2: and to see his teammates mob him, it was great fun. Look at this list. Players to score five goals in a game. This doesn't, it's just the third player ever in Rangers history. But just look at the NHL in the last 25 seasons alone. It's a short list. You go back to 95, Alexei Zhamnov with Winnipeg. That's before Winnipeg became the Atlanta Thrashers and then eventually went back to Winnipeg. That's how long ago that was. Mario Lemieux did it with Pittsburgh. Not surprising to see his name on that list. I think I remember that game. uh, Sergei Fedorov on your Detroit Red Wings on December 26th of 96. Marion Gabarik of Minnesota. He was a former Ranger at one point. Uh, Johan Franzen with Detroit in 2011 and then Pat Lane with Winnipeg on uh, November 24th of 2018, and then Mika last night. See, yeah. I'm surprised the, the name Gretzky isn't on that list. Uh, yeah, well, within the last 25 seasons. when did he, How long has he been retired now? Uh, well, I couldn't tell you that. I think it was late 90s. So, but, so Okay,
1: so maybe we, we, you're talking the last 25. Now I'm going to look that up.
2: Yeah, now yeah, get that <laughs> for us by the time things are all said and done, but Mika's a Benajad. And... Even our buddy Brendan Burke, who calls games for the Islanders, tweeted the the video of the fifth goal, the game winner for Mika last night, saying, hey, this is probably going to anger my Islanders, you know, the Islanders fans and listeners. But what an amazing call. What an amazing call that was from uh, Sam uh, on the broadcast. Uh, but that's in his Twitter timeline. You want to give that a listen or a look-see. Utica comments pregame is at 6.30 on the Brother Station tonight. We want to make you aware of that. They're down in Charlotte the first of two Tonight at seven. Tomorrow it's at six. So pregame tonight's six thirty over on K Rock. Tomorrow night five thirty pregame for a six o'clock opening faceoff.
3: And tonight's faceoff is actually at
2: seven o'clock. Is is it a hard seven? Yes. We've got all the all the game notifications. I think that they went to a Charlotte Hornets basketball game as a team bonding thing yesterday. That's what I saw on Twitter. Okay, yeah. we're gonna ask about that when Joe Roberts joins us a little bit later.
1: My internet is a little wonky here, but uh, I've got Gretzky scoring five goals in a game. For the Edmonton Oilers against the St. Louis Blues, an eight to two win back in 1984, so more than 25 years ago. And
2: that's is that the only five goal game he had? Well, I I can't get to that because every time I go to the link, it crashes. His sometimes. most recent. Well, you brought up eight to two. That was actually the score of the one and only time that the Comets and the Charlotte Checkers have played this year. I'm sure we remember that game. We cover that pregame once again, 6:30 tonight over on K Rock. Uh, but did you did you see the Anybody out there know Gritty? Because we all love Audi, you know, great mascot. We all love Otto the Orange. We love mascots in general. Salty Pete's still my favorite from the now defunct Portland Pirates or whatever they were in the HL.
1: Gritty is probably the most popular mascot
2: now of any mascot. I mean, can you name, s- name one that's. More popular. Overtaken, the San Diego Chicken, and the Philly Fanatic. There's some great mascots. I think that's really the point. Even even uh, Gentleman's Corner Barbershop's got a solid one with mustache. We like him, too.
3: Oh, I think the uh, Washington Nationals, when they get
2: the presidents running around. Yeah. that yeah. I think that's pretty cool, but it's not gritty territory. No, gritty's amazing. And gritty, or the guy that is in the mascot. If you remember, it wasn't that long ago, he got arrested, and there was a charge. A father said that he hit his kid. Well, needless to say, they investigate and it all gets dropped. And come to find out, it didn't happen. He was cleared of all charges. Interesting to note that the Philadelphia Flyers are 11 and three, and they've outscored teams 56 to 33 since justice prevailed. And Gritty was cleared of all the charges by authorities. If that's not a heartwarming story, I don't know what is. Well, I don't know about heartwarming, <laughs> but uh,
1: heartwarming, maybe? <laughs> it's something. There's there's something about gritty, you know, and the fact that somebody researched that. Yeah, they sure did. You know, like, because look, uh, the the Flyers beat up on your Rangers last weekend, and they have been on a tear. Well, you know, it's, of course it, I had to bring that up. It's
2: undeniable. <laughs> yeah, thanks. I just i am going to ignore that you even said that. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate you rubbing that in. What's your team? So
3: did they just arrest the costume? Or did they arrest the
2: guy well, they playing as gritty? They didn't. Did actually, they arrest him in costume? Is really the question, I, right?
1: Th- I don't think they actually arrested him. I think the father pressed charges, but I don't know that he was ever actually arrested. So they there was an investigation. A criminal complaint was filed. They found there was nothing to it, and. No need to arrest him and pursue it.
3: So can you just play along and just tell me what do you think that they would arrest? <laughs> hey, we the leave guy it?
2: or the costume? Well, no. I mean, a gritty mugshot would be awesome.
4: Hey, hey, that, hey. I was just about to say that could we imagine the mugshot?
2: <laughs> I am right now because you brought that up. I think that that's fantastic. Yeah, there, there's no record of a gritty <clears throat> Of a Gritty mugshot whatsoever. Could you imagine seeing that? Breaking
1: news. I think there was a video where they acted like Gritty was in the interrogation room and he
2: was like, he trashed it.
1: (laughs) I I remember seeing that on his social media feed.
2: It's believable, though. That's exactly what I would figure Gritty would do. I, I don't know. They have that thing where you could, like, pretend to arrest people at work for some charity. Wasn't that, that a ama- jail and bail thing they used to do? Yeah, they'd send people to somebody's work. They wouldn't know it. They'd arrest them, and then they'd, you know, you'd throw some money out to a charity. And, and they'd then- be in there for an hour until they could, you know, raise
1: $1,500. I can't it was That it was some sort of cancer charity, I think.
2: Yeah, that was a great little thing. I don't recall this. They had, uh, uh, oh, yeah. It's a
4: job for your son. Yeah, <laughs> oh,
2: he rests everybody. Can you, can you while you're on the Google machine, can you Google that one too? No, I'm kidding. We don't need to do that. There's a few other things to talk about here on the SportsZilla Show on ESPN Radio. Uh, first of all, America's greatest heart run and walk is tomorrow. A lot of that is centered around Utica College. I didn't want to bury that. We mentioned at the beginning right off the top. Tiff, what's happening on campus? Uh, you're seeing that everywhere, right?
4: Um, I was actually working for the American Heart Association this morning, doing their social media for them. And the expo was amazing lots of free stuff it was open to all the public
2: did you throw a pie at coffee yesterday coach I coffee i didn't i didn't i know i know a bunch of people did that did, did heenan no he wouldn't do that he would mess up the goop the goop yeah yeah there's no way he would do that that's, that's a great thing though you know what yeah. I mean? You throw a few bucks down it's for a great cause yep. uh, it was nice to see sean coffee volunteer and have that done
4: he had his boys in doing the telethon this so, morning, too.
2: Surprised you didn't hear, you went to Utica College. I'm surprised you didn't go back for a chance to throw a pie at coffee since you started so much crap with him, Blue Guy.
3: I was thinking about it, actually.
2: Yeah, it's not a bad but, idea. But it was busy. I was busy yesterday. We called you an instigator on Twitter yesterday. I saw that. <laughs> you know, I, I was actually honored that he even mentioned me. He, he sure did. He sure did. Him and his wife and their two children went here yesterday. I have a feeling we're going to mention them by the time things are done on the Sports Show. Is that a tease? Oh, uh, yeah. The, uh, the Heart Run. And walk goes right by my house every year. I'll leave it at that. I don't want to exactly mention which portion here on the radio. But on, on the K-Rock side of things, I have actually uh, done the Facebook Live thing for a number of years. I'm considering going out and doing that tomorrow. But I don't know if I am have enough time to uh, get the dog poop out of the front yard. So <laughs> that that's my biggest concern. Because you, you, you know I got 3B scoop.
1: Yeah, and uh, your yard can be a minefield.
2: It can. And I, I get out there. And man, in spring and summer, it's easy. But in the middle of winter, it's not as easy to maintain that. It, it would be cool if there was a coating of snow, but I don't want it to snow. So it's like this conundrum that I face every year. But I love the event. It, it's such it's such a fun thing to come through my neighborhood every year. Uh, last but not least, Aaron Judge has a stress fracture in his rib that they think was the cause of an injury when he dove and landed awkwardly on his shoulder this past September. And then you're hearing about this past October when Luis Severino came back is when the problems actually started with his elbow, which has led to Tommy John surgery. So why you get it solved then? So, well, that's the thing. You know what? And it kind of makes sense now and why the entire medical and training staff of the Yankees had been let go when they have new people in those positions now. That's just ridiculous. Let's take our first break. We've got to talk about some stuff happening in the NFL and something that we've been mentioning about the XFL. All next, ESPN Radio, Utica, Rome, now at 96.5 FM.
0: Broadcasting live from the Celtic Harp Studios, this is ESPN Radio, Utica, Rome, now on 96.5 FM. The SportsZilla Show on 1310 AM Utica, 1350 AM Rome, and 96.5 FM ESPN Radio, Utica, Rome. Here's Rain, Scoop, and Matt. And as
1: I always like to say, if you miss any part of the broadcast, catch the podcast. Afterwards, Google, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple, wherever you listen to podcasts. And, of course, our social media links will get you there as well at ESPN. ESPNUR on Twitter ESPN Sportszilla on Twitter. An interesting sort of sports media journalism story out there about uh, Monday Night Football and how
2: they're trying to spruce that up with a couple of names you know. Yeah, and I hope it happens. Can I can I give you a little backstory? Go right ahead. That's why I didn't reveal the names. I wanted to let you dance a little bit. I was teasing. <laughs> Joe Testator and Booger McFarland are the current Monday Night Football teams, right? ESPN, the network, is strongly considering a change. I say you stop considering and you execute that change. Joe Testator, Syracuse alum, fantastic covering boxing. I don't know if it works in the Monday Night Football booth.
3: Well, especially with Booger McFarland.
2: All, yeah. It, <laughs> you, nobody's going to sound good with Booger McFarland. But when you can get arguably the greatest play-by-play guy, or one of them, Mount Rushmore of Al Michaels. Think about from 1980, the Miracle on Ice cemented his status with a the most legendary call probably in American sports history. I mean, I guess, suppose you can debate that if you want to, but it's got to be up there. It's a fair statement. And you can bring him because he's still in the top of his game at 75 years old, which makes you realize he's only 35 then. 75 years old. You bring him in. He's got two years left on his current contract with NBC for Sunday Night Football. But if you can make the trade or work that out somehow, obviously it's just a money thing. You get him to come over. And then you get Peyton Manning to sign on for 20 mil a year after Tony Romo just got his, what, 10 years, 17 million? Uh, Correct. 17. You get Peyton Manning his 20 mil. Man, that's going to be fantastic. So can I add one more sentence into that? How great would that be? Please do. If you're Jim Nance, how do you feel? As far as what?
3: Uh Tony Romo making buco bucks compared to you
2: Yeah, you w- in the same booth. Yeah, but with him doing the Masters and college basketball, I wonder what Jim Nance is making. Is it 17 mil? It might uh, not be. I highly doubt it. Well, all I have to say for Jim Nance is that's a great negotiating uh something for the agent to bring to the table when your new deal is up. Uh, you're going to pay me more than this guy, right? Definitely.
1: With the vote looming on the CBA, it has been pointed out that some of these broadcasters are making more than the football players.
2: And they're not happy about that. <laughs> I have noticed that too.
1: You so know-
3: one more question for you. With L. Michaels leaving NBC possibly, how tolerable is Collinsworth on NBC no matter who his partner is?
2: Well, don't you think that they would have to strongly consider making a change if he doesn't have Al Michaels to prop him up? That's just... A theory, yeah. But you know what's funny? You got a lot of people that that loathe Joe Buck, but you got a lot of people that like him too. And for as many people uh, that hate Chris Collinsworth, a lot of people like him. But, sure. But here's this. Th- yeah, yeah. You definitely will see that if you really flip through and, and, and go look. Just on social media, though. I mean, consider the source. It's Twitter that you're talking about here. There's a lot of people that like him. He does know his football. He's not my favorite. I'm not gonna lie, but well, people are just sick of his cliches do, and his phrases. I know a guy drinking do you, game. Do you want your fan base knowing your broadcaster or being indifferent to your broadcaster? You, if they have formulated a positive or a negative opinion, they're aware who it is. Some people will listen just because they want to hate on everything that he says. Every time Chris Collinsworth opens his mouth, there's a guy who's got a crappy life sitting there on his couch watching the game, drinking some beers, going, hey, screw that guy, you're wrong, you're a jerk, you don't know what you're talking about, oh my god, I hate you. Did That's you just, me. Did you just uh, describe me? That's No, you <laughs> described me, yeah. I literally wasn't describing either one of you. Wow, did I, <laughs> we have guilty conscience Put me in, here, in some tab- pajamas and I'm there. You think I'm not that, <laughs> you think I'm not that guy? Growing I am at some
3: beers, watching some, uh.
2: Collinsworth NBC broadcast, and you go, this guy sucks. Well, I'm probably one of the few clowns in America that's watching Sunday Night Football at 9.30 at night, and I'm drinking a cup of coffee, but you know this about me. But I'm screaming the same stuff at him. You know, I am. I just don't think he has that many people that like
3: him. I think it's L. Michaels who saved the broadcast.
2: There's a lot of situations where one guy is clearly the stronger one and covering for the other guy who is so good at it that he sets him up to sound better. I think that that is one thing that makes Collinsworth tolerable for the people that don't despise him. I like Al Michaels. Me too. Don't like Collinsworth. (laughs) But I got to just bring up again
1: that that tandem, and you throw in Michelle Tafoya, they completely flubbed the Eagles-Seahawks playoff game when Carson Wentz gets a hit to the head and it's not called and they act like
2: it didn't happen. I don't know, if, has he brought this up before? Oh, yes. Oh, no, I yes, know. That is. was, yeah, that was kidnapped. Yeah. <laughs> now, if, that, if is, that has like been stuck in your craw. If you like your
1: broadcasters to be complete and total shills for the NFL, <laughs> then okay. But a guy who wasn't that back in the day was Howard Cosell. Now, he got himself into a lot of trouble on his own. <laughs>
2: you're, not, you're not wrong. In a
1: variety of ways. Which we won't go into right now. I, I can remember one time specifically where I couldn't believe what he said. But uh, Al Michael is a—he's an American treasure, no doubt. Without, and I think a doubt. He, he lifts up everybody else on that broadcast. And I like Michelle Tafoya. Don't like Collinsworth. But that whole Carson Wentz thing was a fiasco, and it made them look like they were just working.
2: It, for Roger Goodell, like he was paying them directly. There's one acceptable human being that calls himself Booger, and he was in the movie Revenge of the Nerds. You're not taken seriously when your name is Booger. I'm just saying. But I wanted to give you something for the for the Bills fans out there. What's your loyalty? What football team do you like, Tiff?
4: The Cowboys. Oh,
2: you. Oh, oh, and the Saints too. Right? You said. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yep, I'm a big uh, Drew Brees fan.
2: You're, I see you're a player fan. You're yes. a fan of players, it yes. seems like, and yep. it, and kind of then follow whatever team they're on. I get mm-hmm. that.
3: And there's nothing wrong with that, but that's the younger person mentality.
2: Yeah, uh, there's a lot of that. There's not the loyalty. And guys like guys like Scooby and myself, we just suffer with our teams. When, 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 I'm a Patriots fan. Bills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so- Speaking of suffering. What about the Williams fans? Come on, I'm doing this. I'm not even talking about the Giants right now. (laughs) I know, I'm shocked. Sean McDermott, their head coach, not a man who does things for effect or window dressing. This is from Sal Capaccio. You know who I'm talking about. You know Sal covers uh, the Bills up in Buffalo. So if he hires somebody for a position, there's a reason for it. He already uses analytics, but now added a position coach on his staff uh, to that specific area. And Sal says, I'm intrigued by that. Believe the Bills are the first NFL team to officially have hired a nickel coach after naming... Jim Salgado to that position. This was yesterday, I believe. They're the second team to have a position coach as part of game management. The Eagles, a team that's embraced analytics under Doug Peterson, are the other. And then on Wednesday, the Bills promoted Leslie Frazier to assistant head coach while also promoting four other coaches and creating these two new coaching positions. It's some interesting moves for the Buffalo Bills. Embracing the analytics, a young, smart coach, they built a, a pretty decent football team for the most part last year. I mean, you, you recall there's some, some good games and some really good wins for that team.
1: You know, there was an era where Marty Schottenheimer as Browns coach predicted the ascendancy of the Buffalo bills. You know, the, the Browns beat them in a playoff game and it was right on the cusp right before Jim Kelly and those bills became very good. And, and, met the untimely demise that they did four times in those Super Bowls. Yeah. But I think we are on the cusp of yet another such sort of ascendancy for that team, because I'm sorry, blue guy, but, uh, Bill Belichick's getting old. Don't apologize. Uh, your quarterback, Tom Brady's getting a little old. You're not wrong. And, uh, the Buffalo Bills are, are your challenger now in that division. And, I
2: think soon to be division champ. Who did you say was getting old?
4: Bill Belichick.
2: Yeah, that guy, Bill Belichick.
4: Bill Belichick.
2: You gotta face the facts, man. Father time catches up with everybody. I mean, you're not wrong. Your 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 20 year run is almost over, and America is grateful.
3: Well, the Brady run's almost over.
2: Yeah, it might not be with the Patriots. Might not be with Belichick either. It might not be with Belichick either. I'm gonna I'm gonna say in three years, both are gone. Can I share something with you? Because you were surprised that I wasn't going to bring anything Tom Brady related into this conversation. Well, I was actually kind of glad because I'm sick of it. All of all of these rumors and everywhere you turn, if you cover sports or you talk about sports, you're talking about Brady because that's what NFL free agency is all about. It stops and starts right there with him until something happens with Tom Brady. I don't think you see much. else. Even the combine was all about Brady. But this is where I look at you. And I'm going to throw you a curveball. I'm going to bring this in from left field, a little outside of the box. And you're the reason for it, glue guy. Because do you know where Tom Brady was? Did he break down? He was on Family Guy. They brought him back in again just a couple weeks ago.
0: You're not going to believe whose car just broke down on Spooner Street. Tom Brady! What? Yeah, he's throwing passes to anyone who's able to leave his house. He's throwing one to Joe. And here comes Giselle. She's giving out tag here watches. Uh Lois... Can I please go out and play with Tom Brady? She's out here. Tom Brady's <laughs> taking us all to see an Anne Hathaway movie. Oh, no, I'm grounded. <laughs>
2: <laughs> was he the bigger deal over Jimmy Fallon at the Syracuse game the other day or what? You might be right, Scoop. Yeah, I think so. I, think- I mean, I mean,
1: Jimmy had to run around and, and flail to get attention, but that's kind of what he does. I don't know. I, I think it was definitely Brady was the bigger star.
2: We are just moments away from taking a break here on the Sports Illustrated Show where we're going to come back and talk a little bit about Syracuse basketball with a little bit of NBA sprinkled in because a Syracuse basketball former Syracuse basketball player got signed to a certain team. But real quick, Jadavian Clowney to the Giants is rumored. Did you hear it? Yes or no? No. Great move for the Giants. I'll leave it at that because I'm, I'm not going to let you knock me down. I'm going to love that. I'm mean, going hit some more people illegally and get away with it. And, uh, Carson Wentz, same division. <laughs> and speaking of former Syracuse players, Eric Dungey, give them the start. New York Guardians at Dallas in the XFL tomorrow at 5 o'clock. ESPN Radio, Utica, Rome, now at 96.5 FM.
0: How on earth did Michael call my bluff? Is he some sort of secret genius? (laughs) Sometimes I see crazy things. It's the SportsZilla Show on ESPN Radio Utica, Rome. Here's Rain, Scoop, and Matt. First in the ACC in scoring
2: is Elijah Hughes. He is, I believe, the stat I saw in the 75th percentile, Basically one of the best in the upcoming draft class at creating space on the perimeter, whether to dish, to drive, or to get his three up. It's an analytics thing, but it means he's really good at basketball. Number nine on that list is Buddy Bayheim who is close to his Syracuse record in threes made in a season.
3: So I'd say both of those skills uh, for both those guys can translate to the NBA, huh?
2: Yeah, stop talking about the fact that, that Buddy's the coach's son. He's a damn good basketball player. Anybody spewing that narrative... Check yourself before you wreck yourself. You know what I'm saying, Scoop?
1: Yeah, he's a solid player. He's a shooter. I think you're only going to see him improve. I think you're only going to see Joe Girard improve. And I think Elijah's going to the NBA.
2: Q's tomorrow, 4 o'clock in Miami. Uh, I don't know if there'll be a jacket toss, but the tracker is made available now. The official Noons Magician Jacket Toss Tracker. Your March update. Syracuse since 2016, 17, 17, and 4 when... He tosses the jacket. 17-0 when they have the lead at the time of the jacket toss. 0-4 if the jacket toss comes after. Oh, man. he's just He's got to throw the jacket if the other team gets hot. Instead of calling a timeout, just throw the jacket. It'll stop the bleeding. Cuse will win. A ridiculous stat and a ridiculous thing to track. One of my favorite things to pay attention to. I love when Jim gets salty in postgame, and I love when Jim throws his jacket.
3: Well, like We always... Can't wait to see when it happens or if it does happen.
2: Yeah, you're waiting. Like, that's what you're waiting for. Like, you talked about the other day, Scoop. you watch a NASCAR. You don't want to see anybody crash, but you want to see somebody crash. That's why you're tuning in. That's why I'm watching Syracuse basketball, especially with a, a season that didn't meet expectations. Now I want to see him get mad and throw his jacket. That's just the way it is for me. He also... Can you throw a jacket on top of a ref? That'd be cool. <laughs> throw the, He's got to throw the one of him throwing the jacket again to jump the shark because that was fantastic. 50 straight winning seasons for James Arthur Bayheim, 44 as the head coach, 50 straight seasons for Syracuse basketball. You forget, he was an assistant coach for a while before he took things over. Man, just an unprecedented run of success. They now have secured a record so that he will not have a losing record. They've won enough games now. What a remarkable thing, if you really think about it. That's half a century. My goodness. I mean, wow. what what else do you say? There's no adjective or hyperbole to heap upon that. Because who's who's on that list? Um, Jim Boeheim and Syracuse are on that list. I mean, just remarkable. Yeah, without question.
1: One of the greatest coaches of all time. And he'll go down as that. And we're lucky to have him. I, it's, I'm always kind of baffled at all the people that cry about the 2-3 zone and tell him he's got to give it up. And, like, all these armchair basketball coaches that, like, think they know better because they're
2: watching the game I mean, when he's, like, living it. James Harden is known for the extra step. They, they call it the Euro step. Blue guy, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, was it you, Scoop, that handed us this this interesting question here? Yes, which, uh, which I, I thought was hilarious. Wondering whether or not Houston Rocket star James Harden, does he travel more or is it Carmen San Diego? Because where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Where's it's, Waldo? Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> Please expound. Well, I mean, everybody
1: knows what James Harden does when it comes to traveling. We see it each and every night. And now, I like that this article came out to, to pick on him a little bit because now he's throwing stones at Giannis, and he's getting a little salty. Because I don't think things are going so well all the time for them uh, in Houston
2: now. Yeah, their last game, and, they couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. Did you see how bad they shot from three the other day? And, and, and nobody, 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 nobody's talking James
1: Harden MVP like they have in years past.
2: No, it's not a fun form of basketball to watch in the slightest. You brought up Giannis tonight against LeBron. Deion Waiters, former Syracuse player, has signed with the Lakers However, you thought they were done there after getting rid of Troy Daniels. No, they have now said there's reports out of L.A. that they will consider another roster spot. They'll trim the fat at the bottom of that roster because they might be looking for one more shooter. Gee, didn't they just work out J.R. Smith, too? We, we kind of foretold that that was a possibility the other day. We were discussing I'm sure we're not the only ones. But, I mean, there's a relationship there. So I'm just going to go
3: off of what Lakers fans on Twitter are saying. Get rid of Rajan Rondo. He does whoa, nothing.
4: Whoa, whoa, whoa. Look, I like I, Rondo,
3: yeah. but a lot of Lakers
2: fans on Twitter do not like Rondo at all. He's not the Rajon Rondo that we're used to seeing. He has, you're played, right, he you're has right. played very bad at times. You're also, right. in 2020, his game does not translate as well. Uh, there's a guy named LeBron James who could very adequately run the point, point forward if he has to. There's a guy named Alex Caruso who's playing very well. He's awesome. He works well with LeBron. He fits that team in their scheme. I mean, he's playing good basketball. I got no problem. I wish he would clean shave his head. The thing he's doing because he's he's prematurely bald with the bandana. Uh, some he's he's got he's married. Uh, she's got to talk to him about that. But that, that's neither here nor there. It's it's not fashion. It's basketball. It's the, the the
3: Manu Ginobili going on.
2: Yeah, it's 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 bad news. Manu eventually shaved he his did. head clean. Think about
1: this. This weekend, tonight, you've got LeBron versus Giannis as the Lakers host. Milwaukee, and then on Sunday, you've got LeBron versus Kawhi. Yeah,
2: as they potentially, take on, potentially, well, yeah, could be a, a load uh, management a load game. Management. I suppose they're not going to load manage that matchup, are they? If I'm the NBA man, come on, they might
1: Sunday afternoon game. That is prime time NBA. Right here,
2: ESPN three thirty. There you go. There's your programming night programming note. So, notes. so they, the glue guy is hoping that certainly there's no load management issue there because. He's the boss. Thanks to Warner Sales and Service and the the cart for sponsoring our studios, the SportsZilla Show on ESPN Radio, Utica, Rome, now at 96.5 FM. We'll be right back, and we're going to tell you who lit it up this past week.
0: It's the SportsZilla Show with Rain, Scoop, and Matt. Five to six, only on ESPN Radio, Utica, Rome. Now on 96.5 FM. It's time to look at Who Lit It Up this week on the SportsZilla Show with Rain, Scoop, and Matt. Who Lit It Up is brought to you by IBEW Local 43. Become an IBEW Local 43 electrician. Find your career and light up your future. Go to IBEW43.org.
1: Well, I have several for you. Several Who Lit It Ups. I'll start with Don'sville wrestler Jacob Null. Junior wrestles at 160. Won his first state title last weekend at the Times Union Center in Albany. Improved to 47-0 and 0 this season. Is that good? Unblemished record. That wow. is strong. Ooh. Fantastic. David. And uh, shout out, who lit it up? MVCC men's basketball. 28-2, the number two seed in the upcoming MJCAA D3 tournament. They get a first round bye. They're going to play the winner of number 10 Nassau and number 7 Montgomery County. They play Wednesday. The winner of that game will face MVCC Thursday, 5 p.m. in Rochester, Minnesota. Also, got to say, UC Hockey's been lighting it up. You've got Coach of the Year, Gary Heaton, all these awards won by various players. Co Player of the Year, Connor Landergan, Rookie of the Year, Brandon Osmondson, Defensive Player of the Year, Daniel Fritz. UC Men's Hockey, a new school record of 137 goals on the season. The Adirondack Bank Building, they lit it up last night in blue and orange in honor of
2: UC Men's Hockey. State Office Building lit it up for Utica College also. Tiff, tell us who lit it up.
4: Um, Tim Duncan got his first head coach win as he stepped in for Pakovich. Um, So he lit it up. And then not only did SUNY Poly light it up with their fourth in five years uh, EA C title. We hope they light it up tonight at five against Tufts, their first round matchup.
2: SUNY Poly women, MVCC men. Uh, let's see. Bear cheese. He lit it up. Absolutely. Big goal in that game uh, against Rochester.
1: Uh, on the heels of a big shootout goal against Rochester the week before, you know, Mikey DiPietro standing on his head. He, he lit it up and allowed the Comets and Sven Bear cheese to stay in that game and and. Have the big moment. Get the S- win.
2: Scoop and I are going to light it up with comments pregame over on the brother station K-Rock at 630 tonight. They're playing the Charlotte Checkers. Dallas Renegades light it up by activating Eric Dungy and letting him play tomorrow. Give him the start five o'clock against the New York Guardians. So there's no starter confirmed on that yet? I haven't seen anything. It, might, have I. it might be out there. I probably should have dug a little deeper, but I don't care. Start Dungy. Hashtag. That's the push. Got to support the SU guy. He, he, man, it was a lot of fun with that 10-2 and two run and that bowl win in his senior season uh, after battling some injuries and things like that that he did. It was just great. What a great career. LeBron and Giannis are going to light it up. The waiters lit it up for getting signed. Uh, I also wanted to throw Trey Young of the Atlanta Hawks because he's been nutmegging people. If you If you know basketball, you know that move. It's where you go between the legs with the ball. No guy wants anything bounced or being thrown through them that close to their basketballs. So and I'll so,
3: argue with you, and I'll say that uh, Trevor Ariza lit it up. He lit up Trey Young for trying to do that move. Yeah, he really did. <laughs> do
2: you see that shoulder block, <laughs> he man? He
3: gave him a nice shoulder tackle.
2: And Trey Young said, hey, you don't want me to nutmeg you. Close your legs. Nick Willenda lit it up by not falling into an active volcano when he tightrope and walked over one the other night. A couple nights back, that was amazing. Um, my ranger, who... Mika Zabinejad lit it
1: up with five goals last night. And a big Rangers 6-5 OT win over the Caps.
2: Mika zabinajad what an amazing performance. That was just awesome as a Rangers fan. Thomas Snacks Lee lit it up. It was 7 million views as of yesterday. Do you know how many it is today? Uh, no, not a clue. <laughs> it's a lot. He's the manager of Jackson State. And he just came in and hit this amazing three. And everybody went ballistic. He was then named player of the week in the Southwest Conference, Good for the, ath- them. the Athletic Conference, um, Men's Basketball Player of the Week, so he got that. That was just it was awesome to see. If you know Utica College Basketball, Comedric Murphy, 6'8", 300 and change, just squish him down to about 6 feet, <laughs> and that's snacks. Everybody loves snacks. And then there's this news anchor that didn't light it up that the guys wanted me to share with everybody. Let me just share with you
0: this audio quick. Here we go. Somebody's about to get an ABC umbrella who's been going through a tough time recently. So we're going to go meet Mary.
4: See my home burning up and then finally that night my sister passed away on her way to my house. Her daughter reached out to ABC about
0: her extraordinary loss. And today, chief meteorologist George set out to brighten up her day. We have an umbrella and I've never actually signed one of these before. (laughs) <laughs> uh, you have your own ABC umbrella Okay, thank you. to you, bringing you sunshine on a rainy day. That
2: woman, her house burned down, her sister died all within, like, what? A in co- one
1: day, on, on the same day, and, all right? And, th- and they literally, this TV station tweets, this woman lost her home and her do- sister in the same day, so we stopped by with an ABC 13 umbrella.
3: Not clothes, not money. Not trying to do any donations. It was a the most, signed umbrella. The
1: most incredibly tone deaf attempt at social media promotion by a TV station and news department
2: ever. Who is
1: their
4: PR person? Yeah, oh, wow. G.
2: Uh, who is the news director that approved that? GTFOH. Get the bleep out of here with that noise. Clinton girls, high school, state champions. They will all be in our studio on Tuesday with their head coach Nicole Ruddy. And we're going to hear from those ladies. It's fantastic what they did. Well, out here for the night. Have a good rest of your Friday and a great weekend. ESPN Radio Utica, Rome, now ninety-six point five FM. Appreciate you listening to the Sportzilla Show.